we all love Bewitched. And our panel of Twitch talkers are here to discuss some of their favorite episodes. Hi, I'm Mark Simpson, and welcome to Twitch Talk. A strange spell seals the Stevenses in their home, making it impossible to get out of doors or windows. And nobody knows who done it. This time on Twitch Talk, I'm joined by David L. Pierce, author of the Bewitched History Book, Adam Michael James, author of the Bewitched Continuum, and a panel of Twitch Talkers including Anna, Justin, and Eru, as we discuss Bewitched Season 6, Episode number 195, Okay, Who's the Wise Witch? Again, this is uh, Okay, Who's the Wise Witch? It's episode number 195 and the 25th episode of the sixth season. It was written by Richard Baer, uh, and he wrote a total of 23 episodes throughout the entire eight-season run. And it was directed by Richard Michaels. And perhaps David can fill us in on a little bit of the broadcast history. Production was completed on this episode on January 22nd, 1970, and it was originally broadcast on ABC Television Network on Thursday, March 12th, 1970 at 8.30 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. And it's believed that the sponsor was Lever Brothers, but which specific product like Clairol or Ban um, is not clear. And this episode was not rerun during the summer reruns of 1971. Or 1970, sorry. All right, so... Here is the official Screen Jams episode description. Darren is working on an ad campaign for a housing development using a scale model of the sample home for reference. When he and Samantha pick up the model to carry it out to the car, they find that they are locked in the house. Doors and windows refuse to budge. Darren cannot even break a window, and when Samantha tries to pop Darren out of the house, she cannot. Having all the earmarks of a spell, they call on Endora, who swears on her witch's honor that she did not cast the spell. When Endora tries to leave, she finds she too is trapped. At this point, Larry telephones, inquiring as to why Darren is not at the office for the important meeting with the clients. Samantha tells him that the doctor is in with Darren, and they're not sure what is wrong with him. Next, they call on Esmeralda thinking that the spell might be one of hers. She arrives and tells him that she did not cast the spell. Esmeralda is dismayed to find that she cannot leave, as she has a date with someone on whom she's had an, her eye for 75 years. Larry Tate, getting no satisfaction from the vague answers to his phone calls, appears at the door, but Samantha tells him they are quarantined, and he will have to wait for the lab report to come back before he can retrieve the model house or Darren. Finally, in desperation, Dr. Bombay is called. His diagnosis of the situation is a vapor lock caused by the curtailment of Samantha's use of witchcraft. There is a cure, but it must be performed on the outside of the vapor-locked house. The problem is solved when Samantha takes Dr. Bombay's picture, transforming him into an 8x10 glossy, pushes the photo under the front door, and encants him back to three dimensions. 
Samantha then has Endora shrink all the playground equipment she has produced for Tabitha to fit in the model home, thus making Darren a big hit with the client and with Larry. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> so, um, what are, what are your thoughts on this episode? What do you guys think about this episode? What do you think? What are your favorite scenes and, um, Whoever wants to start. One of the things I love so much about Bewitched and that I think roots it in his time is that it could be a play. The actors are so physical. They're really acting with their whole bodies. So I think um, Samantha and Darren trying to get the dollhouse out the door is just such classic bewitched to me. It's so awkward, and you're just thinking, like, is she going to twitch? Is she going to twitch? So that's one of the things I like a lot. Anybody else? Well, I think one of the funniest conversations in any episode of the whole series happens in this one, and it's between Andorra, Darren, and Dr. Bombay after um, he put after uh, he pops in and diagnoses the house and um, especially when Samantha tells him what's wrong and uh, Dr. Bomb or <laughs> Darren says to him, diagnose that bull artist. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The humor in this episode is really a higher standard than, than a lot of the other episodes. It's just very snappy. It's very clever. Um, I love that part where um, Dr. Bombay is trying to take the reading in the room and can't get one. And Dora, and then Dora says, maybe you're holding close too close to Joewood. I mean, it's just, it's just really clever. And, and the other thing um, that I like about it, aside from the fact that it's, it's original, it's not a remake episode. Like there were so many of already in sixth season, but there's like this underlying message that every time, Samantha, almost every time Samantha gets a witchy illness, it's because she's suppressing her powers. And I think that was a very powerful message the show would send um, to not repress yourself. And um, adding the whole witchy thing about Samantha not um, distributing her um, metaphysical particles causing a problem, I thought that was really an excellent twist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's what one thing I was going to say was that this was definitely... Um, an original idea, which as we got further and further into the series, you know, became kind of less and less of a thing, you know. Um, it got to be, you know, where every almost every week it was, you know, oh, and Dora puts a spell on Darren, and, you know, it takes a while, and then Samantha figures out what's going on and gets her to reverse the spell. I mean, you know, that got to be, you know, the thing, you know, more and more. And then also, you know, basically the remakes um, of previous episodes. Sometimes they take, you know, two different scripts and kind of put them together and make an episode. And, you know, and then sometimes they would just basically, you, you could tell that they were just totally out of ideas. Like with the final episode, you know, it was basically a word for word remake of a season two episode. So yeah, this was just you know, a mm. really original idea. Um, I, I think that's part of the reason why I, I've always really loved this episode. And another thing, this is one of the very rare episodes where everything takes place in the Stevens house. 
Yeah. There are no other outside sets, no Darren's office, nothing. And, and it's, and everybody in the episode, um, is basically kind of a regular cast member. I mean, you know, Dr. Bombay was not on every week, but, you know, he and Esmeralda, you know, were basically, I consider them to be kind of regular cast members. So there were no, you know, there were no clients. There, there was nobody in this episode that, you know, was just like a kind of like a guest, a guest star or whatever. So right. that, I, that's kind of, that was kind of um, unusual for the episode. And uh, I, I just, I love the, I love the, when, when, you know, he says, you know, to transform him into a photograph. And I just love that whole scene where she, you know, takes the picture and, and, and that's one of the great lines um, when, um, yeah. when Darren picks up the photograph and, and she, <laughs> Samantha's like, how did it turn out? And he goes, terrible. Let's just like him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an eight by 10 photo either. That's got to be at least what? 16 by 20? I mean, that was a huge photo. <laughs> but I just, love, I just love that whole scene where, you know, the way she takes it and pushes it under the door and then, you know, it, and if you look like, like, you see the photo come from out under the, from under the door and then they cut back inside and Samantha does the incantation. And I don't know if it's just because the DVDs are, you know, the, they've remastered them and they're just so clear. But when it cuts back to the photo, if you look, you can see like the line, um, the little wire going that. From under the photo from when it catches fire. When they light the photo, it catches fire, and then there's the smoke. But you can, when it cuts back, you can actually see that little wire laying there um, on the on the front front porch. Oh dear! Don't ruin the magic, yeah. Two things about this episode comment you scratched my head. First of all, Mrs. Kravitz was a nosy neighbor, always you know, looking out the front window. Thank you. I thought that too. I always thought that too. It's like, where is Gladys Kravitz when you need her? Why didn't Samantha knew knew this? Why did she slip the photograph under the front door where this all the smoke would come out and Dr. Bombay could appear? And she's like, Abner, Abner, this man appeared out of nowhere. She slipped <laughs> the photograph under the patio door and had him, you know, disappear in the appear in the backyard. The right. second thing is that at a point and Dora pops in the house, she gets stuck. At that point they know anybody that pops in this house is stuck. So when they called Esmeralda and Dr. Bombay, they know they can hear them when they call them. So why don't they say, don't pop in the house or get stuck. Pop outside the house. <laughs> That's a very good point. True. I guess while we're talking about continuity stuff, because that's kind of what my work is about, one of the things I wondered about the um, Samantha turning Dr. Bombay into the photo is, why couldn't Bombay turn himself into a photo? There wasn't anything <laughs> wrong with his powers. He could have just turned himself into a picture, and then Samantha could have slid. Yeah, out. but see, my my answer to that is that once he's turned into a photo, he's an inanimate object. He's a piece of paper, you know? He, he can't turn himself back. And plus, yeah, okay, I'll give you plus it would take some of the fun out of the episode. Oh, yeah. It was awful <laughs> trusting, of, trusting of him. I mean... 
What I was thinking in regard to, to um, okay, who's the wise witch is at the end when, um, you know, Samantha sends Esmeralda off and suggests that, well, maybe I should use my powers once a week so we can avoid, you know, having these problems again. And the implication with Darren's expression is, yeah, we're not going to do that. Why not? It's like if you want to avoid these magical problems and Samantha yeah. getting sick, just let her twitch a cup yeah. of coffee once a week. What's the big deal about yeah. that? Yeah, Darren's a dummy sometimes. <laughs> the pressure. Yeah. But then, then on the other hand, she does anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, another thing that I wanted to bring up about the episode was, um, uh, well, there's a couple things um, that we've, that we've, because we've talked a little bit, David and, and Mike and I have talked a little bit prior to this about some stuff that we wanted to bring up about the episode. Um, uh, the one thing that I noticed is that when Darren wants the hammer to try to break the window, when she reaches into that drawer to get that hammer, it's very obvious there's nothing else in that drawer but that hammer. <laughs> <laughs> There's no silverware. There's no, it's not a junk drawer. There's no junk in that drawer. There, the only thing in that drawer is that hammer. And she's got to reach way into the back of that drawer to find that hammer. <laughs> and I was like, that poor cookie jar, because Samantha just shattered it two episodes before and just hit again. Right, <laughs> right. That Maybe poor that's the hammer drawer. Yeah. Yeah, the hammer drawer. Um, but also, if you look, when 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 um, he throws that hammer, it breaks the cookie jar. Um, they cut away, and then when she um, puts it back together, and they cut back, look at the position of the hammer. It's in a different spot oh, than it know. was when it broke the cookie jar. Oh no! <laughs> it's it's more it's. Because when it breaks the cookie jar, it's like laying in the middle of the cookies and the and the and the the the, the smashed cookie jar. But when she puts it back together, it's more, you know, off to like close, like out of the. It's out of the mess, so that when they run the film backwards to put it back together, you know, the cookie jar, the, the hammer's not in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I I noticed I noticed things like that. Um, I have ne I had never really been a fan of Esmeralda. Um, I've always been a fan of Alice Ghostly, but Esmeralda always annoyed me. However, in this episode, <laughs> I really liked her because she had so much confidence, and I really wish that they would have continued with that through the rest of the series mm -hmm. for her. Mm -hmm. Agreed. What I thought was cool was that. Um, you know, how many, was it three episodes later? They also brought up Ramon Barona. Yeah. In the, in the love potion, the make love, not hate. They mentioned her that she had dated Ramon Barona. You know, I just thought it was really cool that, because they didn't do that a lot of times, you know, referencing something from another episode, you know. Right. Um, so I thought, I thought it was really neat that they did that. And actually, and, when you think about it, um, this episode, okay, who's the wise witch, generated from um, marriage witches style when Samantha first uttered the phrase. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I like the, the scene where Esmeralda kind of stood up to Darren in the episode because 
quite quite some time Darren was rude to which um witch and warlock and uh when he said about your concern about Ramona is least concern something <laughs> like that that's pretty rude to anybody in general so yeah I said your lack of sensitivity yeah yeah. Exactly. You know yeah so one more thing I want to bring up about the episode is that Endora when she uses her incantation to try and leave, she's the last lines of it are up, up and away in my beautiful balloon. And that's in reference to the song up, up and away that was recorded by the fifth dimension. And that hit number seven on the U S uh, billboards in 1967 and won six Grammys in 1968. But it was so popular. <coughs> they still used it then. And there was other people that were recording it. And I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to it all day. <laughs> well, there were, you know, a lot of references to different things that were made, you know, in different episodes. And, you know, 50 years later, um, a lot of people are not going to even, they're not going to get it. They're not going to know what that even means. I mean, I, I, when, when, I don't know when the last time was I ever even heard that song. I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't even know what, what that's in reference to. Yeah. So um, I just want to thank everybody for yes, uh, really fun. joining. Thank you so much. And, uh, thank you, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, probably. Okay. I want to thank my co-hosts, Adam Michael James and David Pierce. And uh, thank you, everybody else, for, for joining in. And uh, Bye. Best switches. Stay safe and be well, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the podcast version of Twitch Talk. You can check out the regular version of our episodes on the YouTube Twitch Talk channel, the Twitch Talk Facebook page at patreon.com slash twitch talk, and our website, twitchtalktv.com. Join us for another episode of Twitch Talk wherever you get your podcasts.